Did you know that this podcast is a part of the Jayzo Modcast Podcast Network? Chances are, if you enjoy this show, you'll find other great podcasts on the network, too. The Jayzo Modcast Network offers you a choice of shows seven days a week, starting with Monday. Join Rebecca C. Lofgren, Aaron Illick, and David K. Montoya in Seeing Red. The trio dive deep down the rabbit hole each week with a combination of geek and weird news. Then on Tuesdays, join the boys from the Great White North, Mike Lutz, Rob Bellamy, and Jason Beckard in the movie Madhouse as they bring you everything Hollywood and more. On Wednesdays, Reaper Rick's Tree Frog Expose Cafe, where he crosses the line of limits as he gives us news that is unforgettable and personal views that you'll definitely remember as well. Spend Thursdays with Jim Bennett and Nick McKelvey as they join forces in American Fat Ass Podcast to talk about various topics from news, sports, to their personal lives, all the while with a humorous slant in an unapologetic fashion. Fridays, Rob Bellamy is joined with Mike Lutz as they jump in the Wayback Machine to explore the archives of the JZO Modcast to give you three hours of audio entertainment in Flashback Fridays. Saturdays, join JZO Modcast founder David K. Montoya as he explores the world for a single of Who's the Boss? Then Sundays, finish the week with What We Think with hosts S. Sadie Burbank and David K. Montoya as they tell us exactly what they think about pop culture, celebrities, and the world at large with a ton of vulgarity mixed in for good measure. The JZO Modcast Podcast Network. We've got what you want seven days a week for free. Listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher or like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And don't forget to check us out at jazomon.com slash jazomodcast. And now enjoy this free jazomodcast show. It is time. Time. Time once again. Time once again for... Flashback Fridays. Yay! Yay! Wow. That (laughs) that was it. (laughs) So, let's flashback. Yes, we're here to show you some older shows. Wait a minute. Who are you? I'm Rob. I'm Mike. Hey, and we're the crew for Flashback Friday. We did... That's what we didn't do the last episode. Darn it, they're not going to know it's us. No. Okay, so don't listen to ne- the last episode yet. Listen no. to this one first, and then, then just go back. play this beginning, and then play it. Yeah. Get out your, your sound editing software. Yes. Cut this intro into the intro for the show that you just didn't listen to. Right. Then play. Okay, ready? This is Flashback Fridays. I'm Rob. I'm Mike. There we go. Okay, cut that into the beginning of the last episode. That you didn't listen to. Not yet. Not yet. But now you can listen to it with that intro. Yeah, put that in there, and you're golden. Excellent. So, Mike. Rob. Yes. Let's get into our first show. (laughs) 
We're going to flash back to July 3rd of 2013. July 3rd? Yes. So close. Mm Mm-hmm. One day away. No. Three days away. No. No. Five days. No. (laughs) Never mind. What am I close to? July 7th, the most important day of anybody's uh, calendar. I don't get July 7th. What's that? Never mind. I'm sensing it might be a birthday of some no, sort. It doesn't matter now. July 3rd, no, 2013. Oh, no. Just Movie Madhouse number three. Hey, that's us. That's us. That's, we do that show. That's pre-Jason us. That is for two shows before Jason shows yes. up. Yes. That says, this week, Rob and Mike, without Jason, talk about <laughs> World War Z. Mike gushes over Cloud Atlas and Looper. God, I remember that. Yep. <laughs> we do a quick rundown of this week's In the Movies and plug all of our new cool stuff. I don't even remember what our new cool stuff was at that point in time. I think it was the microphone. That could be it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the episode. Here we go. And welcome to the Movie Madhouse. I'm Rob Bellamy and my co-host, Mike Lutz. And we're here for another round of movie talk. <sighs> it's been, what, oh, oh, a week? Yep. A lot's happened since uh, the last time we sat down and talked. It's just the two of us this time around. I, I feel alone. I know. <laughs> I could probably scare a couple kids around here. <laughs> they're probably still sleeping. Yeah. So, um... What we're gonna do today? Um, what we we went out and watched uh, World War Z uh, mm-hmm. last week, last Friday, Saturday, or some last sometime last week. When I went to go see World War Z, the big Brad Pitt zombie, zombie movie. It just doesn't Brad Pitt and zombie movies. Just it just doesn't sound like it would work. No, no. What was your take of World War Z? Well, I have to admit, right off the hop, I'm a zombie junkie. I love to collect George Romero and anything zombie. And I actually like the movie. Sadly, I found myself leaning towards your court because we have this disagreement about 3D. And I wished it wasn't in 3D. Yep. I am not a fan. Quit banging on the table. Oh, yeah, that's me. (laughs) I am not a, a fan of... 3D for several reasons. Uh, one, I find it too dark, and two, I wear glasses, and the 3D glasses never fit well enough over my glass, regular glasses, to make it worthwhile. Also, I am also not a fan of um, 3D in the fact that a lot of people tack it on after the movie's done. I, if you're going to make a 3D movie, make it right out of the gate 3D. Like, you just, I, I, I'm not a big fan of 3D. Well, that's why as soon as this, we were done watching it, I did a little research and found out there was two cinematographers on this movie. The original one was Robert Richardson. But apparently, he left because of the fact that they made it 3D against his wishes. Oh. When he set up the cinematography, it was not designed for 3D. Looking at it... There's there is definitely scenes there where you go well okay now they're just throwing toast at the screen for, to get the 3D uh, yeah. Ooh, the effect it's yeah coming right at me yeah uh, I liked the movie I did like the movie I didn't read the book I that's the one thing I kind of went into this blind 
Um, I heard a bunch of the different stories about the, the, the production, but again, I went in pretty blind, not knowing what, um, all in all, there's a couple things that really threw me about this movie. Um, I'm going to try not to spoil it too much for the people that have seen it, but there, there's a couple things there like, um, the cargo plane that they flew from Philadelphia to South Korea. That has to be the most fuel-efficient cargo plane on the planet. <laughs> yep. And I and just, like, the whole world is breaking down, and I'm fairly certain there's no mid-fuel, mid-air fueling going on right now. I, that kind of took me out. Yeah, I agree with that one. I was like you, though. I went in blind. I haven't read the book either. I now want to read it. Yeah. Just to compare, obviously, but... I liked it too. There were a couple slow parts. Um, I actually spoke with a friend of mine at work, Steve, and when he saw it, he had the same impression that we did. It's not a summer blockbuster, but it is a really good movie. Well, it kind of ranges into the the budget of a summer blockbuster. It's just, I'm not sure what the budget for this bad boy was, but I'm, I'm assuming they poured a lot of cash into it to, uh, but th- there was a lot of hype behind it, so I'm I'm thinking it it has to be part of the block summer blockbuster uh, genre. Well, see, it's either that or because of the fact that I now know there's a sequel planned. I'm wondering if it's looking at it as a franchise. That's possible too. Yes, but I I, I think anything that has a modicum of financial success is automatically becoming a franchise That's in this day and age. So, uh, it, it, I think it did well. What, what are the, what are the numbers here? The weekend numbers? Okay. Well, number one was monsters university still 45 million. It brought in, I got to see that A total of 170 million so far. Uh, and then one of the two that opened this weekend, the heat is second with 39 million. Then World War Z pulled in, and it was at $29 million this weekend, raking in total of $123 million, almost $124. And then the fourth one was the, one of the other new ones, White House Down, which is... Yeah, Channing Tatum and... Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. That's got star power behind it, but... Yeah. I'll, I'll reserve my judgment until I actually see it. You're actually going to go see that? I'm going to go see it. Oh, you are a braver man than I. Yep. Uh, $25 million it brought in. And then number five, Man of Steel, $20 million this weekend uh, for a total just shy of $250 million. Wow. So that's that's kind of interesting, kind of telling right there. Uh, I was listening to, I said I was reading the news, and they're talking about Henry Cavill um, said that Justice League as a movie would be almost impossible to shoot. So that that, that I, I, it's almost kind of hard to believe that we're going to see a Justice League movie. Even I think um, Christian Bale has stated now that he's not interested in doing Batman in a Justice League movie. I did read that as well. I don't see the impossibility of doing a Justice League movie in the fact that they did an Avengers movie. You have someone that flies. You got someone super strong. Someone with gadgets. It's the same thing. So the technical side of filming, it shouldn't be difficult. Yeah. But I think where the Avengers got pulled off is they had, they got that deep Disney uh, bank account to pull from. 
uh, if you do a Justice League movie, you're going to have to have two or three studios or production companies involved just to bring in the budget that they probably was $250 million for uh, the budget alone. And I just don't see that being not being able to get pulled off anymore. Uh, I had a discussion. uh, I go to a comic store a lot, the GME, and Chris and I chatted about this once. The difference between DC and Marvel. Marvel has human characters. You have, you know, uh, Iron Man, you know, Mm -hmm. Hawkeye. They all have real problems. They're real humans. You get into the DC universe, and basically they're all gods. Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern. They're next to impossible to defeat. So it's hard to relate to a god. Yeah. And that's a lot of the feedback I was actually hearing about Man of Steel. You know, the guy's invincible, can fly around the world and shoot beams out of his eyes. How do you relate to yeah. someone like that? Well, even... I, that being said, the, the, the god in the Avengers, Thor... Mm-hmm. He still still has relatable issues, I think. Yeah, and he said Superman. He he is untouchable. He is just he is the only way he could get beat up is with another Kryptonian, and he took care of that. Spoiler alert: He took care <laughs> of that uh, in the in the first movie. Yeah. So said a sequel. Uh, what do you do? Where do you go? You just kind of took out every bag and like said, well, you got, everybody goes, well, you, you can go with Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor is just a human being. Yeah. And sure, he can mess with Superman, but he just really. It's not a plausible no. bad guy for that genre. Like for that particular film continuity. Yeah. Well. Apparently someone else doesn't like Man of Steel. The, yeah, the, <laughs> the cat is... Uh... <laughs> All right, okay. Um, back to World War Z. Yes. Brad Pitt's character. Um, we were never really um, told what he did. I, like, I didn't... He just seemed to be a nondescript badass that knew how to do a lot of things. The most that I got out of it is he used to do work for the UN, which is why he knew the one guy in the middle of it all, and he was some kind of investigator. Now, what UN hires investigators for, I'm not 100% sure. Hostage rescue, maybe, or... I, it, just, it just seemed he knew a lot of really powerful people, and he had a, a, a specific skill set that seemed to fall right into the situation he needed. Exactly. But that being said, you know, you, you do that whole suspension of disbelief. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I got around that part of it just by the fact that um, when the whole thing was crashing down, like the whole epic was starting, you know, he was still just a normal person at that point. Yeah. You know, dealing with his family. <laughs> now, the... Um you being stating that you're a Romero zombie fan, fast zombies or slow zombies? Oh, that's tricky. Because these things look like they got fired out of a can and they were moving so fast. Yes. And I did like the aspect of their movement. Like, it wasn't typical zombie movement. Mm-hmm. You know, like, 
they had their little twitches and things like that. But I am still a classic and the slow shambling. shambling. Yes. <laughs> That's my cup of tea. Yeah. The, um, the one thing that kind of, kind of irked me was, uh, near the end when they're building up towards the climax of the movie, um, was the automatic door to the, uh, biohazardous storage area you just walk by and the door opened automatically that to me seems like a monstrous breach of security you know i can see a few germs getting through there (laughs) (laughs) especially in a uh, disease center you would think it would be set up just a touch more secure yeah so there's just those little things and i did like it it i said i i'm i'm the nitpicky things about it didn't take away from the movie at all. Um, said they, Brad Pitt is an excellent actor. Um, I believed him once I managed to suspend my disbelief enough to, I went, okay, there are guys, badass guys out there that can do what he's doing. And he was pretty human throughout the whole thing. Like, he was... Um, missing his his wife and kids. He was getting hurt. He was like he he wasn't Superman. No, and he, he the the uh, Segan the uh, the Israeli soldier that joined him. Mm-hmm. I liked her. She was uh, she was pretty badass too. Yes, yes, absolutely. That particular scene was one of my favorites in that whole movie when they went to Jerusalem. Yeah. Well, that was, <laughs> again, in the super efficient cargo plane because they flew from South Korea to Jerusalem in the exact same cargo plane. I think it was one of the new hybrid. Oh. <laughs> yes. That would explain a lot. Said, it was it was a uh, a Jim Dandy of a cargo plane. I, I just I don't understand why more, more companies aren't using them. Exactly. <laughs> So, besides World War Z, have you watched anything lately or? Not yet. Uh, actually, tomorrow I'm going to go see Despicable Me 2. Okay. So, I will be able to spout off about that when we meet again. I'm, mm. a, I'm an animated fan, too. I love all the <laughs> computer-generated movies. Well, there you see, definitely. Well, listen, what I did see uh, within the last little bit, I, I finally watched Cloud Atlas. Ah, yes. This movie, uh, directed by the Wachowskis. Um, this movie. Uh, <laughs> Tom Hanks, Halle Berry. Oh, just it's the cast. Yeah, the I heard star it power. a great cast. Um, it breaks down into six different stories. Each story is tied to each story. But they're separated by sometimes thousands of years, and oh, it's it goes from tall ships to future Neo Soul. It is an amazing movie. Hmm. It's absolutely gorgeous to watch. It is not for the ADD crowd. You got to watch and pay attention to this movie because it just it, it takes you. 
but it, it takes you on such a ride. And you said you gotta you gotta suspend your disbelief. You gotta get into it. And once you get into it, it the story unfolds and it just keeps unfolding. And you just kind of, by the time you get to then you go, wow, what a great movie. Okay, you've piqued my curiosity. Yeah, you have to go. <laughs> you, you said take. It's a three hour movie. Doesn't feel like three hours. Uh, that's again, it passes the ass test, and it just watch it. You said you gotta you gotta give it a good honest watch because there's some stuff that you go well that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at that point in time. Give it a minute, and it'll 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 work its way through all six all six stories. Okay, all six stories are self-contained but interwoven throughout the entire movie. Okay. That being said, all six stories also relate to each other. So there's there's an underlying plot line that goes through the entire movie, but each six separate segment, I guess you would call it, ties in from the front to the back to the middle to all. Okay. And you just kind of like, wow, okay, this is this was filmmaking that isn't really done anymore, something like this. I think it's kind of like uh, saying the same thing with, like, Inception. Uh, that was filmmaking that daring filmmaking. Nobody makes movies like Inception. Exactly. Uh, that... Um, Halle Berry, they all like Tom Hanks, Halle Berry, they all play uh, Hugo Weaving's in it as well. Oh, I like Hugo Weaving. Yeah. The dog doesn't. <laughs> um, must have seen Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, um, a lot of, they all pull, not double duty, not triple duty, a lot of them play six different roles. So they're in the entire they're movie. They're in the entire movie. Uh, Hugh Grant is in it as well. Oh, wow. In one of the scenes, I went, I didn't even know it was Hugh Grant until the end credits ran. I went, that was Hugh Grant? I like those kind of yeah. those kind of roles. It, it, was, it was just something else. And they had um, Halle Berry played a white lady in one of the, in one of the segments. Okay. <laughs> it, yeah, it, so they they went all over the place with this. So I highly suggest if you, you said you got a spare three hours lying around, give Cloud Atlas a watch because you said you're not going to see a movie like this. I know, think I am going to check uh, far too often. Yeah, yeah. Well, you were talking about passing the ass test. Uh, that was the one thing about World War Z. It's a two hour movie, but you know it's two hours. It, yeah, it doesn't pass quickly. I like movies like you talked about Cloud Atlas that you don't even realize you've watched a three-hour movie because you're that into it. Oh, you know? Keep, keep talking. <laughs> keep talking. But with World War Z, I know... I, I, I talked about the slow zombies. The zombies I liked a lot yeah. in World War Z. They didn't really... Like, with the zombies and that, it was... Uh, I, they said it, it took a very specific amount of time for the person to become a zombie. 
Whereas, like, in some movies, mm-hmm. it's a very slow process. And in World War Z, it was the exact opposite. Very fast. Very fast. And it, it was... Did they say was it, it was just like a, a T-virus or whatever virus or something like that? And it just took off from there? See, they never ever got to patient zero, so it's left in the air. Sequel. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's already been a sequel greenlighted, so. Yeah, well, I guess that's true. That's one of the things with the whole zombie genre is everybody tries to make the new and improved, you know. Ever since Anne Rice, when she did the vampire novels and remade vampires, people have been trying to do that again. Yeah. World War Z is one example. I just finished a game, a video game, called The Last of Us, which takes a whole new, whole new switch on the zombie genre. One thing I remember, just remember now, talking about video games, what you said, you, you, at the theater watching this, what did you say to me? I think you said something like, World War Z would make a great video game. Actually, yeah, the way it's laid out, you, you feel like you should be playing Brad Pitt's character in a video game. That's exactly what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, merchandising possibilities are abound again. I can I see. see that coming. But I know with uh, The Last of Us, they changed the whole zombie thing into a different type of disease. It's okay. a spore oh, okay. that you breathe in, and after three hours, you, be, you start to become infected. And the more you're infected, the more animalistic you become. The final incarnation of their zombies is that the, the fungus has completely covered your head, mm-hmm. so you can't see anymore, but your hearing is through the roof. Oh, okay. So as you're playing the game and you're trying to get by what they call clickers, you know, because they make these clicking noise, you're trying to get by them and you step on something, they hear you, they're on you like a fat kid on a Smarty. It's just brutal. Okay. I'm not really a gamer, so, but I I have seen all kinds of stuff for that, that particular game and it does look like it's pretty phenomenal. I just finished it last night and the story is incredible. Oh, that's cool. Yes. So the uh, uh, another movie <laughs> I'm kind of behind the behind the curve on. I watched Looper last night. Oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis. Uh, fantastic movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. It is. I'm not spoiling anything here because it's been out for a while. It's a, it's a time travel movie, and they mm-hmm. handle time travel. Incredibly uh, new. It's a it's a it's a different spin on a movie, and well, the whole whole concept is Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a hitman in the future. Mm-hmm. What they do is, if you cross this mob boss or whatever, Joseph Gordon-Levitt goes back into the past, our time. So the mob takes this guy that has crossed them. And they send him back into the past as well. And uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt kills the guy in the past and then moves back into the future. So it's impossible to find the body. Because it's in time. Yeah. Now, the problem comes when it's called closing the loop. The mob will send the future Joseph Gordon-Levitt, played by Bruce Willis, back in time so basically he has to kill himself 
Okay, that would mess with the space-time continuum yeah, a little. Yeah, it's... I can see Christopher Lloyd freaking out about this. <laughs> <laughs> that, this is another one where it, it's it's such an original concept. It's well done. It's all... Watching the, um, the special features on the DVD afterwards, uh, they didn't do... A lot of uh, CGI in this. They, the, the director wanted to do a lot of physical effects, and he made a lot of props, and a lot of things were done physically, and it looks fantastic. I would miss it. I'm behind the curve on watching this, and I'm kicking myself for not seeing it when it first came out because I, I said I was kind of skeptical about it, but now I after I was too after watching it, I was like. Damn, that was a really good movie. Okay, now I got two movies I have to see. Yep, so go see Cloud Atlas, go see Looper, mm-hmm. um, go see Man of Steel, you're going to see Despicable Me 2. Oh, yes. Um, have you seen, did you see Monsters You? Oh, yeah. How was that? I, I didn't mind it at all. Uh, I do like the first one better, right? But the second one has its moments. You know, it's worth the watch. Yeah. You know, I didn't actually get to see it in 3D. We saw a pre-screening. But uh, I can imagine some of the stuff in 3D would look pretty cool. Cool. They have a scene where they're testing everybody in the university on sneaking ability. So they have these little glowing urchins that as soon as they touch a part of your body, it (laughs) balloons right up. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, the best part about sneaking is it's in the dark. So they shut the lights off and all these things start to glow. And I can just picture that in 3D looking pretty darn cool. Yeah. So Might have to go take the youngins to go see that one. Oh, they'll enjoy it. Cool. Um, is there anything coming out, coming up this summer that has grabbed your attention? Or Well, the next 11 weeks, I may or may not spout off about Dexter because it's on its final season. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm... I'm, I'm Finally, slowly getting into Dexter. I said, you've, you've talked it up enough. I, I finally started to ease myself into some of the, the first season of Dexter. So well, I'm working there. Well, I will try and keep my spoilers to a minute. Okay. <laughs> uh, the first episode came out on Sunday of the last season yeah. ever. So 11 more to go. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> Is there uh, any summer movies you're looking forward to? Wolverine. Wolverine. <laughs> yes. When we went to see World War Z, that trailer that we watched caught my attention. Like you said, kind of geeked me out for the Silver Samurai. That just oh. looks... Yeah, so that I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to Wolverine. Um, I... It's sad to say, but I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Pacific Rim. You know what? So am I. It just it just seems like a perfect summer popcorn movie. Uh, it just giant robots punching giant monsters in the face. What's not the like it's about that? Throwback to when you were a kid. Godzilla, oh, Johnny yeah. Sacco, all the old Japanese movies. Perfect. I love it. And I know my son says he wants to go see it. Yeah. He's seven, going on twenty eight. So <laughs> I might actually take him to see that because it's PG. Really? Yeah. Oh, even better. Yes. And I. It's got Ron Perlman and Charlie Hunnam in it. There you go. Both from Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yes. And Sons of Anarchy is now shooting their sixth season. Yep. Come starts again in the beginning of October. Oh, perfect. I said I missed my uh, sons. Oh. 
I, I'm going through withdrawals myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, our, oh, this is, it, it almost feels wrong not mentioning uh, JX3. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who? Uh, yeah, who? Yeah. Uh, usually have Christina or everybody, the entire cast around us in the last little bit. Um, so what have we got going on with JX3 uh, yeah. lately? Well, we have one more filming date for Heart's Journey on Sunday. Um, it was supposed to be one thing. We had to cancel. We're doing something different. So we're, uh, we're always filming. Wow. Then Heart's Journey is on hold until September, October. Okay. Uh, that's when the Wilderness Adventure begins filming. Oh, yes. The, the kids' adventure. Uh, out in the woods. Oh, that sounds... Uh... Yeah. Sounds fun, and I got suckered into a role on that one too. Atta boy! Yes, and more screen. You didn't? Did you write this one too? No, no, no. This I is... thought maybe you'd go crazy writing yourself into uh, <laughs> more scenes again. Oh, this guy's awesome. That's me. <laughs> no, I got suckered in because uh, Corinne is directing this one. Corinne Wood. Yes. And uh, when they did their auditions, she didn't find anyone she liked. So then, when we were doing a Heart's Journey, she kind of said, "Pretty please." And you know, offered to give me four million dollars, and I said yes. For four million, this will I'll never the, see the four million. The, the, but. Bu- the budget is four million four hundred dollars now. Yes. <laughs> well, did it go up nine hundred dollars? I guess it did. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what JX Three's got going on this JX3, summer. JX Three. Right. Um, to me, myself, I've got uh, oh uh, my Great White North Wrestling. I got a show coming up July 13th here in Chatham. Uh, it's called. Where's, where's that at? It's at the Wish Center in Chatham. Okay. Uh, July. It's a Saturday show. It's um, the Headlock on Hunger, where all the proceeds are going to uh, outreach for hunger. Okay. So the the local food bank here. So uh, if you're interested in going, you can get all your tickets at uh, Ogs Video in Chatham and Blenheim. Um, Tickets are eight dollars in advance. Uh, family pack of four tickets is twenty five dollars. Um, come on out! Uh, if you bring a canned good or non perishable good, uh, you'll receive a autograph, prom- uh, a limited edition promotional poster signed by all the wrestlers. Oh, that's slick! Yeah. So and I said during the intermission, we'll all come out and sign everything that anybody else brings to us. Um, and honestly, there's nothing better than watching wrestling live. No, live wrestling so much fun. I said we're GWN is, is is considered a throwback promotion. Uh, it's it's not the sports entertainment. It was said we a lot of fan interaction. Uh, it's family friendly all the way through. Uh, no cursing, no gratuitous violence uh, stuff. It's just. Wrestling that your dad used to love and make you would you could watch with your family. Nineteen eighties WWF. Absolutely, there we go. Absolutely, <laughs> and one of the great things about GWN is um, we like to focus on charities in your community. Uh, said we run shows in Hamilton and in Chatham now, and we like to focus on each show. We give the proceeds to we try to find a local charity and help them out as best we can. So we try and we're giving back to the community that's giving to us by coming to watch us I wrestle. That. That's great. Yeah. So I love stuff like that. <laughs> well, uh, I think we're coming to the end here. Um, is there anything else you would like to plug? Uh, 
JX3 website again for everybody that's looking for information. Uh, JX3MediaProductions.com. There you go. Uh, you can find JX3 Media on Facebook as well. Yep. And I know A Heart's Journey has a face page, and I'm not sure if The Wilderness Adventure does yet, but it will. But it will come. Yeah. Um, again, this, had, this is uh, the movie Madhouse. You can now find us on iTunes. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I got that up and running. So now they said you could just uh, download us at your leisure. Um, uh, we're also available on the Stitcher Radio app for all you smartphone users. Which I uh, have on my phone. Yeah, that said, I find so many interesting podcasts off of Stitcher. It just it, you just search through everything, and they said. Whatever your heart's desire, it's right there. Yep. And you can, there's hours and hours and hours. You can never listen to all the, the free rate, free. You don't have to pay a dime for anything. It's all free radio. This is mm-hmm. one of the greatest inventions I could think of. He's oh, a, absolutely. Yeah, is, <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, you can find uh, the movie Madhouse on Facebook as well. Um, I'm setting up an email account for us i if i remember correctly it's the movie madhouse at gmail.com you can infer, you can email rob and i comments questions we're looking for feedback um tell us what you think of the show what you'd like to hear what you like to hear what you don't like about the show what would you if if what would you like us to hear us uh talk about um we're we're looking for uh, feedback from everybody, so I think that's all the uh, the the plugs and ads and oh also if you're looking to advertise we would uh, also be interested in fielding uh, inquiries about advertising with us as absolutely, well. Absolutely, absolutely. Now I wanted to ask GWN does it have a website? Uh, it has a Facebook presence. Uh, it's called Great White North Wrestling on Facebook. Um, I do not believe it has a .com address as of right now. I think a lot of it is right off of Facebook. So okay. I'll put a, I can put a link up on the, the movie Madhouse, linking it to GWN if people are interested in joining that. So here we go. For the movie Madhouse, I'm Mike. I'm Rob. Have a good weekend. Thank you. See ya. Do you notice how quiet that was without Jason on that That was set? crazy. That was crazy. We actually talked about things. We didn't talk over top of each other. Nope, nope. We, adult discussion and discourse. I know. So. Wow. Jason, you're fired. That's it. Yep. Send resumes to the movie. Well, we can't plug the movie Madhouse here. That's just wrong. No. Dave, 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 Dave will put out the address. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's jump to our next episode. <laughs> this is Seeing Red. Number 21. Do you understand what the red in all this stands for? The red? No. Yeah. What could it be? Rebecca, Aaron, and Dave. <gasps> no way. No way. <laughs> Has it been like that the whole time? Yes. Well, this one's from May 6th of 2013, three days away from the best day ever. No. Yes. No. Yes. We've already established July 7th of this is the best day ever. It's the second best day. No, no. May 3rd is the no, best day. No. This trio are joined by Debbie Lofgren, a.k.a. Mom, as they tackle the weird news. Holy cow, from, you didn't mangle a name. No, I didn't. They tackle the weird news from animal prostitution, criminals <laughs> fleeing from zombies, and a Canadian murderer, eh? 
Hey, see how they did that? Yes. They travel off to other interesting topics that could only make a mother's ears burn. <laughs> oh, I'm liking this one. Yep. All righty. Here we go. Seeing red 21. Here it is. Here it is. Okay. Click. Click. Go. Click. Okay. Yeah. Here's Dang, the show. I didn't hear no bell. I didn't hear nothing either. Go. Okay. Time for the show. Time for the show. What? 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 Play? Yeah. Okay. Push play. Play. No, you push play. I did. No, you didn't. Okay. Play. Hey, boys and girls. Welcome to Scene Red. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rick C. Lofgren. I'm Aaron Illich. And I'm Debbie A. Lofgren. Who, who's Debbie A. Lofgren? Who? Your mother. Wait. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's mom. Mom returns after several Why weeks. Why you gotta be an A? Huh? You gotta copy me? <laughs> what, what is this? She is an A. Hold on. <laughs> I know where you sleep. <laughs> well, we're back all together. Aaron's been gone in Colorado. Um, he's actually been here for quite a few hours, and he gets ready to start talking about something. He's like, wait, no, 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 no. And now you can see what I mean. Mm-hmm. You don't tell stories anymore. You just wait for the podcast to tell the stories. Exactly. So, how was the trip? It was fun. There's a lot of stuff that happened. Like, we got to go hiking, horseback riding twice. Hiking and riding. Hiking and riding. Sounds like a country song. Yeah. I've been hiking. I think he came back a cowboy. <laughs> you would think. He rode horses. I, I can't even picture in my head. I wish I could have seen it. I was the tallest person there. They're like, get on the stand. I was like, I could just get on the horse. Like, it was no problem for me. <laughs> They're like, they're like, put yourself up on, on, on the saddle so, like, all your weight's on it so you don't fall out of the ground and hurt yourself. I'm like, by the time I get to the ground, my foot's already there. <laughs> so, what, what was the best part? I would say the best part would probably be the RAs, which is, like, the ranch advisors. Uh-huh. They are probably the best part of the whole experience, because all of them had a degree in something. And they're, they're all smart. They, believe it or not, it's like every six days after one group leaves, another group comes. Uh-huh. So they're constant, constantly getting people. Uh, so what did you get out of it? Did you learn anything? Or Oh, yeah. I, I learned you just have to really appreciate the simple things in life. And, you know, there's always going to be hard times and just gotta get over that. You, know, you have to work through it. Get to the better things. Now, I have to go and jump in and say that I'm actually impressed because this is Aaron's third hour of podcasting. We've already done two shows of Who's the Boss, which is equivalent to roughly two hours. Mm. So now you're doing. And your voice is holding up way better than mine. You can already hear the cracking in my voice. We talk, we talk all the time. Like All we do is talk to each other when we're together. So like, so I'm a talker, and he's a talker, so it works out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, we're both intelligent, so we can hold a conversation. <laughs> now, I'm actually going to turn my attention to Mom real fast. Come closer to the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Mom yeah. and my wife, Lace, they went to State Line, which is uh, from Nevada, right? Yes, yes. And you guys did a bingo tournament to win $10,000. Yes. So, are you $10,000 richer? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Now, the, the thing I... 10 be, pounds heavier. 10 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, usually at this point of the game, we open up with weird news. And while I do have a weird news article, I, I thought it was interesting what you guys were telling me what had happened. About the shoes. About the shoes. So go ahead and tell everybody the, the story about the shoes. Um, we went down to State Line to play bingo, and we were getting ready to come home. We went and had our uh, crab. Because the night before we had ribeye steak, uh, cheesecake. uh, Now you know why I said I gained 10 pounds. Um, So we were putting everything together and I had let Lacey wear my uh, flip-flops because her feet were hurting so bad from her new shoes. And we looked all over the room and we couldn't find them. Her shoes. Her shoes. And it was just kind of like freaky because there was nobody there and we didn't have the maids come in. Because we only stayed one night, and we were going to come home anyway. And she took the sheets and stuff and shook the bed and everything, and there was nothing. And then she turned around and looked at me, and her shoes were sitting on the bed, stacked on top of each other. One on top of the other. One on top of the other. And uh, she's looking at me, and her eyes are getting real big. And I'm looking at her, and she goes, you know, she goes, I told you I heard a noise last night. And I said, because she woke me up saying, who's at the door? Who's at the door? And I'm like, what? She goes, who's at the, at the door? Who's out there? So I don't know if it was one of her little friends trying to come in or what jokes they were playing. But <laughs> her okay, they're not my little friends because when I came home, I said, "Honey, you're not coming home with me. You're not allowed." So, uh, yeah, it, it was quite eerie. Kind of give you the heebie-jeebies. And of course, it doesn't happen. It, it can't stop there. Yeah. Um, as everybody knows, I always get up and, and take Jaden's medicine around noontime, and I went and. Decided I was going to lay back down after I gave him his medicine, so it was about one or ten or twelve ten roughly. And I'm a creature of habit. I always put my my shoes and my clothes in the exact same spot. It's just what I do. And when I got up from taking a nap to go pick Jaden up from school, my shoes were gone. And we looked for at least a good half an hour. It was almost three o'clock by the time I got to Jaden. So I, I just finally gave up. I, I got some flip flops and wore those, you know, and because I had to go pick up my kid. And as I'm driving to go pick up my son, Lacey calls and she goes, "You're not going to believe this." And I was like, "What?" She's like, "I found your shoes." And I'm like, "Okay, well, what am I not going to believe?" She goes, "Because they're on the bed, stacked on each other." So, you know, of course it, it um, you know. I, uh, yeah, no, that that was kind of creepy. Do you guys have any kind of weird or strange news? Not really. I mean, <laughs> all I have is stuff from about the trip. Well, we're going to touch on that intermittently you know, throughout the show. Um, this is actually from the Daily Press, this story. So this is an actual from the newspaper story. This is not a joke. This is not made up. He's got it cut out in his hand right now. This is... From the Thursday, April 11, 2013. And if you guys don't believe me, you can buy the Daily Press or look on it online and look under page A2. And the topic of this article, it's a very short article. It says, alleged truck thief says zombies were chasing him. This is real. Wow. Temecula. Authorities say a man who allegedly stole a big rig truck in Riverside County and hurt seven people in crashes claims he was being ch- he was fleeing from zombies. Jeremiah Hartland, 19, of Tennessee, was arrested on Saturday after 
after the rig loaded with strawberries overturned on Interstate 15 in Temecula after a series of crashes. He remains in jail on Wednesday. California Highway Patrol Officer Nathan Bear, or Barr, tells Riverside Press Enterprise that Heartland claims zombies were chasing him and he had no, no other option but he had to flee. Barr says the truck was stolen when the driver got out of, got out of the scales in Rainbow. The, tr the trucker told the CHP that Heartline is an acquaintance who stowed away in Tennessee and it was allowed to remain. So <laughs> tripping off a good acid, basically. He he had to be tripping on something good. Yeah. To see zombies running after him. In, in a truck full of strawberries. Yeah. Not even that. He kept crashing. Every time he crashed, like, they're still after me. I gotta keep going. I, I can see him now. He's he runs in the truck. He said, "Oh my God, Romero was right. Romero was right." <laughs> you know. How does? All, all I can say is I can picture the Walking Dead. <laughs> I'm surprised he could drive that truck, though. Most people don't know how to drive a big rig, especially 19 years old. That's, That's why true. he kept wrecking. Yeah, maybe. <sighs> Probably. <laughs> He's like, shit, where's reverse? Gotta run him over. <laughs> no, this is the theory. See, he made that up because he knew he was going to take them strawberries and take them to a flea market someplace and sell them and get good money. Oh, so he yeah, said, if I get stopped, he said, yeah, because of the price price of food, and especially, <laughs> especially fresh strawberries, he said, okay, this is what I'm going to tell him. I was seeing zombies, and I had to get away, and and they'll believe me because, he you know. Also, but even that, even at that, if he gets caught, he can pull an insanity plea. Yes. Plea. Can't talk. Insanity plea. Yeah. And, and that's probably what will happen. So he'll probably end up in, like, you know. Arkham Asylum. Yeah. <laughs> well, probably in reality, like Dad yeah. used to say, he was smoking the La Chifa. You know, he oh. probably had some good buds going over there someplace. <laughs> you know, and, some good coca. Yeah, he's like, coca. <laughs> so, unfortunately, that's the only thing I, I found as far as strange news. I was. Um, when you told me that, I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah. <laughs> there, there's no, you know, in fact, I should mention this. We did the uh, the cow episode. Remember, we talked about the cow. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> we're actually one of our distributors are considering considering pulling that episode. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because it was a little too extreme. Oh. And I was laughing because if they thought that that episode was extreme, if you remember right, the following episode was way worse. And that was the one about the the farm animals, I believe. Yeah. Remember the yeah. guy was written out as farm animals as prostitutes? Yeah. yeah. Now, see, that's what I was looking for. I was trying wait, to... Wait, 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 wait. What? No. <laughs> that's a lie. What? That a guy... Okay. Where was this at? In your nightmares or, or work... Who would do something like that? It, what was, it? was it like Kentucky or something? Yeah. I think it was oh, Kentucky. come on. I mean... Yeah. They're, it's fiction's realer than life. I mean, this is this they guy. They're out their farm. He's farm animal. It was on the Huffington Huffington Post, and what it was. What was, were they huffing? <laughs> <laughs> Probably and, something. <laughs> and what it was is this guy's crops were dying. He could not keep his crops alive. He was okay. losing all his money, and somebody mentioned or he had the idea of, hey, I can rent my animals out as prostitutes. 
and yeah. and that's what he was doing to supplement his his income. And he he made more money doing that than actual farming. So the farm became a cover to him running an essential animal whorehouse. And somewhere along the lines, the, the police found out, they came in, they took the animals in protective custody, you know, because they're probably going to have them, you know, testifying. I guess. That's I a guess. whole new meaning of the word porkies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and where'd he go and get his, his clients from the insane asylum? I, I don't know. I he don't probably... Know. Found a, a lot of people. He, like, on, he must have had like an <laughs> internet connection and put I was it on say Craigslist. No, what? <laughs> we, we, back in that state, it's where cousins married cousins. Is that the problem? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because they got too much cousins animals in this situation. They got too much cousins in their blood. Something, because that's just weird. I mean, I would think that you were making it up, but you're saying that you read it. Yeah, Come on, on darling. You yes. can go to HuffingtonPost.com. That's and crazy. And uh, but you know that's crazy. But that means whoever he had come to visit his little animals was crazier. Right. Yeah. But he didn't care. He was making more money doing that than actual farming. Yeah. And there's a place. There's like, I oh, you, hold on, real fast. You don't have to whisper. You can say whatever. No, I'm just saying. I can't believe that. That's vulgar, nasty, filthy, creepy, cruddy, <laughs> and weird. Anyways. And it makes really good podcast yeah. news. Oh I was telling I about just... the there's like a comp compound where these men live with all their wife animals. Yeah, yeah, it's a real place. You but... know what is so scary? It, the thing that scares me is that what's happened to our it society. Supports it. I mean, that's the thing that scares me is just what has happened to our society because we you know we were saying something about that earlier. Yeah, it <laughs> is. Everybody, you know, lost their mind. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and I said this back on that episode. I, I was like, you know, if, if you're going to go that route, if you're going to do prostitution, and obviously you're going to pay more money for an animal than a human, Yeah. just go the human route. Exactly. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. But, yeah, in fact... Yeah, support our economy. <laughs> <laughs> But, um. Shut up, Rebecca, that was funny. <laughs> I didn't do anything! You're gonna give me that look like. I didn't laugh! Mom. I'm sorry I didn't laugh. Not everything you say is funny. But what was. It was like he got a, like a really minor. What was it? He, he was fine, like. Was $500 or something like that? It was 250 I think. Was it 250 and like cruelty to animals or something yeah. like that? So, yeah, that's all. He got a very small, small fee. Are fine. Um, the only thing I, I went with, I didn't go with, I did see it on Huffington Post, and that's where I get a lot of my news, is Huffington Post. I did read that this one guy in Canada, of all places, Canada, they, they were riding to Manitoba or something like that, and they were leaving from the States, and for unknown reasons, and I, I guess I'm going to tell the story, because I thought it was a little too graphic to tell, but I'm starting to finish it. Um, this one Asian man, he was older, he was like in his 50s, got up out of so, his chair. So, wait, 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 wait. Okay. It's an Asian man in his 50s. Right. In Canada. In Canada. Yeah, he lives in Canada. Going back to Canada. Jeez. And. He shouldn't have he, a he's license. Riding, he's riding like a greyhound. Oh, okay, I remember. And then you have this younger guy, probably around your age. And he's just sitting in his chair, 
with his earbuds in listening to music. For unknown reasons, there was no communication between the two. The man got up, the older man got up, pulled out a knife. So they started eating him. No, not that bad. There's a story like that. Oh, really? Yeah. This sounds just like a story. No, he, he ended up stabbing the guy, right? Uh, the bus driver pulled over, everybody ran out, he locked the the killer in there, right? And the killer, he was in there for, for however long. And this is the story. He eats that guy. I didn't hear about him. Yes. Because they said nothing about the, the killer. Because the killer tried to get him away from the guy, and he was like, he wouldn't. He was like, get away from me. Like his knife, like. Uh-huh. And he starts eating the guy. He, he basically cut his whole head off. Well, that's what I was getting to, is when he, he got to... What finished whatever he was doing, he watched to try to get the door open, but the bus driver had it jammed. And in his hand, by the hair of the head, he was actually carrying the guy's head. He ate some of the dude. Really? Yes. I watched a thing on TV about this. Really? Yes. He ate some of that dude. Nobody knows why. Like They weren't talking. No, there was no communication. They, they didn't know each other. He was like sitting nothing. behind him, but he kept staring at him the whole ride. People like people were after they saw him staring at this guy. Uh huh. He just got up and slit his throat, and everybody started freaking out. And he wasn't interested in hurting anybody else, just this one guy. And he started eat after he cut his head, he started eating, like, drinking his blood, eating him and stuff. Maybe, he looked, maybe he looked delicious. Maybe. Magically delicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I see I seen a thing on TV about that. I can't think of the guy's name, though, but I know what you're talking about, because I've seen a thing. It was, like, one of those, like, things on, like, in, uh, discover, investigation discovery or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the only really odd news I have. Well, well the only other new, new, news left is about the running bomb thing. Um, I decided that I wasn't going to cover that. Yeah. Um, I ain't been covered a lot. Yeah. It's yeah, been all yeah. over the news for the past, what, since it was on? Well, that <laughs> is depressing. It and, is. And, uh, you know, people, it is. People that come here for the Jesus Modcast, you know, they don't want to hear depressing shit. So, yeah. Uh, they, I just decided to leave it out. Well, we, all we can say is our heart goes out to their families and just go on from there. Because a like lot I said, of people were seeing the yeah. government. I gotta say one thing that pisses me off, and I will talk yeah. about it. People are on Facebook making up all these fake things on there, and it irritates me. Oh, all these kids died, and like it's fake. It's all kinds of fake stuff they put on there. It was like what two people died. Two people died, and a lot of people were hurt. But uh, there was three people. Three, three people. Yeah, there was two adults, one child. They're like, yeah, all these kids died and this and that. I'm like, why do you need to go on there and make up these lies for everybody to believe on Facebook? Yeah. Because people will believe anything, unfortunately. On Facebook, especially. Yeah. Well, well you forget a lot of people, like, their whole life is Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Well, find something else to talk about. We want to... Well, since we're on Facebook, you know, there's, there's things, there's two things in this world that I know for a fact. And that is, one, the sun rises in the morning. And two you're lucky. and two is in the morning you will always find a game request from Facebook from mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we tell her. We tell her, Debbie, you're sending me some game request shit. She's like, no, I'm not. I'm I not don't do anything. that. It does it itself. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Because I put it cancel, doesn't do cancel, itself. cancel. No. Yes, yeah, about I do. But I, I always get a kick out of it because I'm now Lacey plays you know the game. Well, that's the reason I do it because she says, well, sometimes I use Dave's, so that's why I send stuff to you. Yes, you to said Dave. it to everybody. 
She was on my team. I had like four people cuss me out. See, look, look. Yeah, Zoe said four she people, did it. Four people got crazy because <laughs> because of you on his thing. They got crazy. Yeah. Can you stop yeah. sending those effing game requests? Like, get all crazy over them. Yeah, she did it. See, see, she did it. Good girl, you sticking up for your nani. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> no. Go. She said, we're going to go. You're right, wish. So, now, jumping back to the the camp, is that is that correct? It's a ranch. ranch. Yeah, it's a ranch. I say it's a summer camp. Rocky Mountain Pathways Ranch. They have returners camp and they have advanced camp. <laughs> so, returners camp. Now, what exactly did, the same you, thing. did you do there? Uh... Well, every day there was a work project you had to do, and they'd sign you up for it. Or you, they'd either sign you up for it, uh, or they, they'd uh, have you volunteer for what's open. And um, they did give you one, but they never give you the same one back to back. It's like you'd have, uh, and this is just them sugarcoating it, ranch beautification. <laughs> Get out there and do some labor? No. Get into the thing and clean everything. And then, uh, you had barn work. You could do barn work. Uh, they had a lot of facility surprise because there was a lot of stuff that they had to do that. Because there's only one maintenance guy, and that one maintenance guy has to do a job for three people. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, there was a lot of that. Like, I, I like doing them because each day it was different. So, like, one day we went out and we, uh, we snow shoveled, and one day we went out there and, you know, we. We got, there's like this big old place, and it had a bunch of shit from when they renovated it. Uh-huh. There's a bunch of wood, metal. There had, there was a, uh, there was a wagon that went on the, like one of the bikes. Uh-huh. From the 50s. Really? Yes. And it was all bent up. Dang, that thing's old. Now, did you guys get that storm? I guess there was a big storm that came in. Did you get it? There was about four inches of snow. Well, no, not even. There was about six inches of snow. We had to go shovel it. Oh, that's that much, right? No, there was. Six inches isn't that much. Try walking in Big Bear in snow and then falling all the way through and you're like, help me! The most that ever snowed in Nevada when I lived out there was, and it's northern Nevada, you know, for people like, yeah. snows in Nevada? Yeah, it's not. But it was northern Nevada, and the most it was was like what was it? Uh, it was like forty-two inches of snow. Jeez! So it was over. It was what? You guys get snowed in? Three and a half feet. Oh wow! No, you just get out there with the snow shovel and start going at it, make your pathway. Do you want to go back there again, son? No, I, I, I'm good. That's what I thought. <laughs> We Californians. Yeah. We'll see the snow in, in, up there is a lot different. It's like powder. It's really thin. Yeah. It's just like, there's less oxygen. So, like, when you're stepping in it, you're slipping the whole time. You're like, oh. like, it was ridiculous. You had to wear boots to go outside. It was that bad. But it was fun. Uh, we, we went on, well, there was two separate hikes. You had to be a man and take the long hike, you know. The man. I was looking at pictures online, and like, I noticed that the majority of people went on the long hike, six-hour uh-huh. hike, was all male. Oh really? I was like, I wouldn't <laughs> take a long hike either if I was a female. 
Well, not only that. I wouldn't take the long Well, see, the short, the short <laughs> hike. I wouldn't take the hike at all. Forget that short, stuff. And they, they didn't say it because they were like, oh, no, it's you know, it's still snowing. You know, there's not going to be any ticks out there. Everybody on the short hike had ticks on them. Multiple. Okay. Yeah, but I still Every- would take the short hike. It's because I wouldn't have known there were going to be ticks. I would not hike for six hours. I don't do outdoors. <laughs> it was fun. I enjoyed it. We we uh, we hiked about 550 feet up into the mountains, and uh, you know we got on top. Of, well, not on top, but mostly the top of this one mountain. It was so gorgeous. Like it was like the snow was coming in, like just barely. And, like you saw like all the snow that was falling in the background. Like you see everything. Now, what was the purpose? Now, you weren't allowed to have a cell phone, or no, you you could have a cell phone or something like that, but they didn't want like. There were times for that, uh-huh. like uh, academic time, like you can, you can take out your phone and listen to music and stuff. They like there was no cell phone reception <laughs> there at all. Really, there's there was internet connection, but all the internet was from California. So any internet that you got, you would have had to wait for three days. So. Nice. Yeah. I know Rebecca was just stressed and worried. And... I was. I, you know, I've seen too many horror movies. <laughs> I think they're, like they're killing and they're brainwashing. Who knows what they're doing to him over there? Cause it, to me, it's a little suspicious to say that, oh, you know, you can't have any contact outside world, basically. Right. If I had a child and I sent my child there, I wouldn't. That was, like, young. They, yeah, wouldn't. that one's fine. They, they had a, a phone there for emergencies only. Yeah, but they should let you at least your kid call and say, I'm okay. You right. got the phone. That's it. Done. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, they didn't know when they were coming back. They didn't know that anything. That was crazy. Do you know, know I went to this. I went seven times to find this boy. Well, blame your brother. He was the drunk one the telling school, me to go the, pick me up at five thirty. I told him I'll call you back. But in even an hour. that, I called the school. and They're like, well, we don't know anything. Yeah, really. Everybody that was on the trip knew. knew I would go and I'd come. You knew, but the people at the school should know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, if you had a fifteen-year-old child, because they're the organizers. Some of those kids are there, fourteen and fifteen. Right. If I sent my fourteen, fifteen-year-old child there, they told me they didn't know anything. I'd flip. I would flip out because I'd be like, no, this is unacceptable, you know? Speaking of horror movies, thank you for setting me up for a good segue. Um, I seen the remake of The Evil Dead. You had to talk about it because I haven't seen it yet. And, yeah, we're going to talk about it. No, I don't want to know anything. Well, I want to <laughs> watch it myself. I get really irritated when people try to tell me about movies I haven't seen yet. Well, I can tell a story without telling the story. Okay. I'm good like that. Um, so I seen it online, and the the copy was mediocre. It, it was it was like somebody came in with like a DV cam, but it was like a high def DV cam kind of thing. And, and you could tell it was recorded live off of a, a you know a, a screen, but it looked good, so it was decent. Sound was okay. Um, <clears throat> did you guys watch the remake, or not the remake, but the original? Yes. You never did. I, he tried. I watched it. Oh, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. Did you watch it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. We did. We sat there and watched it. Off of Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Now, personally, I think the the original, even though the the animation and the special effects were really cheesy. Yeah. Uh, you know, but that was. I thought they, it wasn't too bad. Like pretty good for its time. Yeah. yeah. No, because it's what thirty three years old. It was nineteen eighty. Yep. Yeah. Um, no, I, it wasn't 80, was it? 80, 81, I think something it was like that. 79. No, it was like 80, 81. And, um, 
Uh, Rebecca's going for IMDb. Uh, yep. Yes, she is. She's gotta be right. <laughs> She's gotta be right. I'm almost 100% positive. It was like 1980, 1981. Um, anyway, I honestly felt that the original was better. And you guys being younger, maybe you can help me with this concept. Is why is it nowadays people believe that the more blood there is, the better it makes a movie? Yeah. It's a, it's... Oh, you're right, 81, John. <laughs> no, go ahead, please, answer that. Oh, uh, I think it's because people are more attracted to the work. Really? Yeah. Because, the... I mean, if you, if you look at the Nightmare on Elm Street remake... I feel like they try to, I feel like nowadays they try to, like, gross you out more than scare you. Yeah. Like, decapitation, mutilation. Like, instead of having that fear factor, like, oh my god, it's scary, it's gonna get me, it's like, ugh. Disgusting. You know what? I will watch any of the saws. I don't like it because it's too gory. It's too much blood for me. I like those movies. I like. I don't. I like a good scary movie or I like a good thriller. But I want something that has a story. But I don't want to see all that. There's, some of it's just too much. It's too much. I thought Human Centipede. Watching Human Centipede is nasty. Oh my goodness. Will not watch it. Why? Because I know what it is. They, they tie them together and one poops in the other poops mouth and it poops and it comes out. Yeah, ask the mouth. Oh, like, just, what yeah. is that? They take these three people and this guy's like a crazy nut. He like he's, sur- a, he's, he's a, a doctor. He's a, he's a German doctor. But he's nuts. Yeah. And he like cuts part of their butt cheek off and cuts part of their lip off and like connects it and so oh, it will grow onto just... each other. And he feeds the one on the front so the one will poop and it go in that one's mouth and that one will poop and go in the other one's mouth and it'll come out. That's yeah. gross. I, I watched the Human Centipede 2 is worse. The Human Centipede 2 is nastier. Yes, it's all some black stuff, and white. Some stuff and is gritty. Just gross. Oh, dude. I mean, there's no logic to it. There's I like no Hostel. Thing. Hostel's nasty, but Hostel's good. I like that movie. I've seen the original Hostel. I haven't seen. I guess there's like three of them now. I've seen all of them. I, I've only seen the first one. The first one's the best one. Always, of course. You know, movies like that. Like Saw 1 is the best Saw. Not um, right now, Street. I have Wolf Creek. You know, the one where it takes place in, in Australia? Australia? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Um, that one, I, even though I own it somewhere, yeah. I've only watched it once. When they cut that tendon, oh my gosh, I was like, ugh! I feel like, I feel like you're watching that. that uh, That's why she can't No, I feel like we're watching that vasectomy thing all over again, Mac. I know. Uh, oh, um, <laughs> to catch mom up to speed, we, we were actually... He showed us a vasectomy oh. video. It's just, it's, I'm a woman. And that shit is, tr- is terrifying. It's, yeah, they, they actually show, they're like, it's not that bad. And they're, uh, they're, they, they're talking over the actual audio, like they cut all it's the like dubbed. audio. Yeah. Because you know, you know, in the background, the guy's like, Because he's awake, <laughs> and they just numb it, they put a hole in it, and they pull this little, little tube the out, and has a sperm, right, and they cut it, and they saw it, right? And this guy's awake. Yeah, they they pull it out of your skin. Yeah, they pull the tube. Can out. you imagine me awake while that happens? Snip it. I don't know because I was awake when I had you. I had a C-section, so it's pretty. But they give you a, a what should call it? What they give me? When it goes in your back. Oh, epidural. Epidural. You don't feel. You're like paralyzed when you get epidural. Rebecca, when they pulled you out of my stomach, they said it's gonna feel like an elephant sitting on your chest, and it did. So I felt that. So I don't know. I wasn't supposed to feel well, something. Anyways, I felt that. Anyway, anyway, that's traumatizing too. Yeah, it is. But anyways, if you were my last child. But the funny thing is, is it was supposed the way that they they formed the video yeah. was to be. It's okay. Everything's fine. To convince you to do it. 
And it was like complete opposite. Yeah. You're like, after seeing that, you're like, in fact, you couldn't finish watching it. Hell I couldn't. No. I couldn't watch it. Uh uh-uh. uh. I had my eyes closed like the majority of the time. <laughs> so, I, 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 never, I said I'd never do that to him. So. Because they, they do it on the first testing. And then they go when they, they solderize it, they put it back in, they close it up. And then they go to the second testy. So not only do you have to get a shot down there once, but you have to get it shot twice. No, and it's four times. It's four. They shoot you, and then when they cut you open, they shoot you again, like where that little tube thing yes, is at. Yes, 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 yes. On both sides, those four shots. Oh. <laughs> oh, that, that sounds a little too painful for my liking. You fall <laughs> The pride of the I man. Mean, you can't even get kicked in the balls and not fall or crying like a baby. Well, I don't understand is why can't they just go like general anesthesia? You know, why why does it have to be local? Why do you have to be awake for that? It's traumatizing enough for the thought that you're not gonna have no kids ever again. Yeah. You know, that's traumatizing enough. But to actually start oh, okay, that's what they're doing. Yeah, they're they're playing with something that we usually keep private down there, you know? I'd much yeah. rather be asleep than be yeah. awake for that. You don't want to know what's happening to you. Yeah. It, <clears throat> yeah, no, no, no. It, I I am going to have a vasectomy just because I don't want any oopses. And plus, you know, I'm, I'm 36 um, years old. Yeah, I was so old. I wouldn't yeah. do it, but hey. Well, okay, figure it this time. Take birth control. By the time... <laughs> by the time Zoe is 20 years old... I'm going to be in my 50s. Yeah. Okay. Then by the time she's my age, I'm going to be closer to 70. You know, yeah. It's. Well, she, she came in at the right time, is what I'm saying. If anything, after that, after that, time, too old. Yeah, I would be too old. Yes. I don't know. How about the 19 kids in counting? I don't know. They don't seem to be too old. Well, they just fall out. There's, there's no conception needed. They just, like, drop out. <laughs> when you're 25, your dad's going to be, like, 60. He's going to be bitching about how old he is. <laughs> well, I'm like, almost 16. Rebecca doesn't let me be old. I'm referencing her. you. Yeah, because uh, Cause she's about the same age difference between Yes. Us. Basically, yeah, when she's going to be my age. How old were you when you had Rebecca? 34. Okay, so I was I was thirty four. You had Zoe. Yeah. Zoe. So you'll be about sixty so, years old when she's twenty five. Yeah. <sighs> Poor child. And then, but uh, interesting enough, then when she's twenty five, Jaden will be my age. He'll be thirty five. Yep. Wow, that's crazy. Gee, <laughs> that sounds like somebody I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now you have to elaborate because everybody out there is listening. Well, because uh, my kids are about 11 years apart, so so are my grandchildren. So when I was 34, I had Rebecca, and when I was 23, I had David. So they're just like my grandchildren. They're almost, what, 11 years apart? And Rebecca and I were actually talking about this. Yeah. Uh, I am 10 years, 10 months apart from Rebecca. As where Jaden and Zoe are 10 years, 10 months apart. Exactly. It's weird, weird. It is weird how things repeat itself. Okay, um, so what's going on with the wedding? Let's, let's jump that area. Bridal showers on Sunday. 
Aaron I'm about I, to be a bride pretty soon. Aaron and I are, are going to go to the movies. We haven't decided what we're going to see. I don't even know what's funny, actually. He has to the evil dead. Well, he already seen it, so. I didn't think that. I don't care. We got to see that together. All four of us. <clears throat> well, yeah, because I'm going to try to get Jaden to come along with us, too. <laughs> and that's way too, way... He, he'll, he'd be having nightmares until his, you know, he was 18 or 19. If you were to see that, it was just way too bloody, too, yeah. too gory. Um, so, okay, so it's this Saturday, right? Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Um, and then that marks the how many weeks for the wedding? Let's see. How many days are on this month? Right now, today is 18, so Don't it's let me. to the 8th. No, I know yes. that. It's 30 days from today. Get my trusty <laughs> calendar out. Cell phones have everything. So by the time we come out with episode 25, you guys will be married. Basically. Yes. One. So one, two, four weeks till the wedding. Are you guys ready? You excited? It's four weeks until uh, you graduate. When are you graduate? Depends. Want to turn on my YouTube? Oh, I may. You are graduated. Done. I hope his graduation is like on freaking the 18th or something, right? It's not, right? Mm. Okay. They'll, well, they'll tell us everything. Yeah. Be like, I can't go to my high school graduation because I'm getting married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just send me the diploma in the mail. Okay. That's what I did. I want to be able to walk them because I I wanted to walk and I regret that I didn't. <laughs> you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna get married, go all the way down here, and then we're gonna <laughs> I'm gonna walk in my tux <laughs> with the cap on. <laughs> well, why is he wearing a tux? Yeah. <laughs> with, with some green converse on and green tie? What the heck? I, I know it's a formal, but isn't that kind of over the top? <laughs> oh yeah, sorry guys, I I I, I uh you know left my gown at uh at Your home. gown? Well, where are you guys gonna have your honeymoon at? State line of all damn places. But, yeah, but what are you getting? You're getting a suite. Yeah. We better yeah. get a suite. Yeah, she hasn't even confirmed this yet. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go down again. Better get in our suite. shopping spree. Better get this suite, man. Do you guys we know where, you know where we went for our honeymoon? Shall I? <laughs> no. We went home. I know. They went home. I know. Hey, look. I heard the story. And, and, and today, no, no, no. this woman, my daughter, and and they stay in the crappiest hotel. Tells me I was trying to get her mugged. Okay, look. Was it fifteen dollars or something? You have to realize that when my son got married. I wasn't thrilled about it. He was only eighteen years old. But they decided they wanted to get married. And I said, okay. So, at the time, my husband was disabled. So we went to the Westerner. And the rooms were only ten dollars a night. <laughs> that says all right there. Ten dollars. <laughs> and we had this brown van. We loaded everybody up in this brown van. It used to be a cargo van. A cargo van, yes. And and I don't know. I still I still when Lacey tells me I want to laugh because I was trying to get her mug. <laughs> and she's afraid to go outside unless somebody went with her. I said, Oh my god. But yeah, it was only ten dollars a night. Can't beat that. Unless and you, then unless we want to live in like eight. <laughs> Where did we go to eat and then we couldn't get waited on? Um, well, Lacey and I went to McDonald's. For... Yeah, but you guys, we were at, uh, uh, what was that place? We waited for two hours and then I, we got... I don't know, but we uh, we waited and we waited and they, the service was... I mean, it's been almost 20 years. It's it was horrible. But 
couldn't yeah. get a high chair for Adam or nothing, so... Yeah, it was... The, the service McDonald's. was crappy, and we're like, forget it. I mean, even though it was our wedding dinner, we're just like, forget it. Yeah, we're leaving, and... Let's go to the dollar menu. <laughs> That's pretty much what they we did. They didn't have dollar menus. <laughs> they didn't have dollar menus back then. Their, their food was pretty cheap back then, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Clinton, it was nice, though. I was going to say, nice Clinton was wedding. still president, so things were yeah. still good. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... So, what's the scheme? Now, it's black and... Green. Yellow, black and yellow. Snacks and jello. Snacks and jello. It's green and black and white. And... I need to find a headpiece for myself. What do you mean? Something to put on my head. She don't know she's going to wear a tiara. Behind the fact I have no damn hair. If she's going to wear a tiara or if she's going to wear a veil. We I don't want a tiara. I want a headband. I am getting extensions. I still ain't got no hair. Well, then wear the headband with the, the thing hanging out that can go over your tattoos. I don't want to cover my tattoos. I don't want to look at a zombie while you're getting married, okay? I'm going to be the zombie. Hey. I'm the white well, wait, wait, wait. We, well, we, what are we? We've got a chopped liver. I look pretty white. We, to we've got to explain this because, again, the the listeners don't know. So go ahead and explain. Yeah, it. Rebecca has an ugly, ugly tattoo of Betty Page. Anybody know who Betty Page is? On her arm, that is a zombie with her eyes rolled back on her head. Can you tell she's not thrilled about this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Betty Page. Um, Lacey and I are. wrong with it. Lacey and I are actually I, talking about getting a new tattoo. You both are next. Do too. it. But Get it on your feet. No, it's... Me and Lacey are getting feet tattoos together. No, what it is, is... Um, it's... No, listen, listen. And you, when you listen, you're going to like it. Okay. What uh-huh. it is, is yeah. it's yeah. the ribbon uh-huh. with the puzzle pieces. She just shushed you, I know. <laughs> Don't be shushing your nani. But it's the, a ribbon with the puzzle pieces for autism. Uh-huh. And Lacey's okay. is going to have wings on it. Uh-huh. And then mine's just going to be a ribbon. And it's going to be between. Because on my left shoulder, I have the, the tribal bowl. <laughs> and then underneath, I have double-headed phoenix. So there's actually a gap in the middle. Yeah. I'm going to put the autism ribbon right here. And and I don't know where Lacey's going to put it. But it's significant. It, it's not just a tattoo to have a tattoo. It's because Jaden has autism. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's one, because it's been almost twelve years since I've had my first tattoo. You yeah. Know? So there's there's a big gap. You know, it wasn't like I went and went Rebecca Jay, and got Jay, wait 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 what what you're not like Rebecca and what you got it all tatted up. It wasn't at one time. How many tattoos do you have? Hold on, oh, let me check my legs. I can count myself. Stop <laughs> it. I got four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Twelve. The only tattoo I really like is her daddy tattoo. Where's the okay? The umbrellas right here. I got twelve. Here. You have an umbrella on your leg. Yeah. She's got a flower. It's fourteen. That's what she decided. She's to got an herself. eye. It's fifteen. This got, girl, you know. I I got twelve. Fifteen. I got twelve. I counted these already. Anyway, that's twelve. <laughs> and and I, I know I've mentioned this before. In fact, the episode that's up right now of Seen Red. It's called uh, "Here Comes the Pain." Remember I told her when the, we were talking yeah. about the uh, the piercing and tattoos. We talked about that. Speaking of piercing, my piercing finally healed. Is it not hurt no more? It doesn't hurt anymore. It's still a little swollen. Because Fantasia decided to slap me in my mouth when we were drunk. Uh huh. And it's, she made me bleed everywhere. She's like, "Come here, Rebecca!" And she hugged me. And she went pop right in the mouth, and it just started pouring blood from the inside. Really? Yes. And it, the next day, it was like. Doo, 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 doo. I just, it just feels like you just had to kill it. 
But it's healed again, so hopefully it doesn't get popped again, start bleeding again. Well, don't let Sean come around. Jay. I was going to say, get a face mask. You know, a hockey mask. <laughs> walk around looking like a Ultimate face. protection. Yeah. Get back. Stay away from my lips. You have a shame. some ear muffs. <laughs> Throw my ears, man. <laughs> Touch it, you guy. <clears throat> so, but yeah, that's what we're going to do. Is we're actually talking about getting, you know, tattoos for that. We're going to um, get our tattoos too, we can. What do you need? I should have a name tattoo on her. I know what you're gonna say. What? What am I gonna say? Yeah, no, we already talked about this on the last don't one. Don't do that. Oh, did we already talk yes, about that? <laughs> because it's been such a gap. I mean, in real time, we haven't podcast. The three of us haven't podcasted in like what three weeks? Yeah, or something like that. A while. So it's we're getting, it's, is it, we're getting each other's names tattooed with roses. We're getting mine right here. Roses. In between this one, like right here in the middle. Uh huh. And he's gonna get his over his heart. I'm gonna have like two roses with like a banner in the name in the middle. Uh huh. And I don't know how he's gonna do his rose. But it's funny because his dad has yeah. his mom's name with a rose tattoo on his chest. Oh, really? Yeah. So, what tattoo are you getting, Mom? Not a damn she'd be like, no, no, she'd be like Aunt Tawny and, and tattoo like a vampire's bite on her boob. You know what? Do what? And Tawny has a tattoo on her boob. lips. It's lips with vampire, vampire teeth and blood coming out of it on her boob. Okay. <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> She got that when she went through her midlife crisis. Oh, I haven't had a midlife crisis thing. yet, I guess. Yeah, you have. It's called just ask Dee. No, just ask Dee. Just ask. Anyway, just ask Dee. she thinks she's a young, hot thing? That's what Dee thinks. They always tell her that. Because I don't dress old. Like an old woman. But I don't dress real young either. You know, one of you. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days, we're going to actually have to get Dee on here. Oh God! He'd be like, "Can I find a woman?" <laughs> oh, right now, I'm telling you guys, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a forty-year-old. For, how old he fifty something? A mid green mother from outer space. I could say, "Real man, I need me a young hot woman who wants to drink beer, scratch, scratch with me." Yeah, I'll win the lottery for you, baby. She mm. gotta have, she gotta be skinny like two sticks to rub together. I gotta have a horse face too. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this story, and I'm gonna stop. My brother was going down the street, and he said he saw this woman out in the yard. Uh -huh. And he said she was the most beautiful woman he ever seen in his life. And he passed her, and he came back, and he went back, and he told the lady, he goes, you know, he goes, may I just tell you the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life? And she says, oh, well, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then they started talking, and they started dating, right? So he tells Mama, oh, she's so beautiful, she's so beautiful. And he goes, oh, Debbie, you should see her, she's beautiful, she's blonde. He always likes blonde. And she was very, she was like about a size two, okay? So he was going to bring her over and fix dinner for all of us. We are going to have a barbecue. And uh, me and my mama sitting on the couch, and this woman walks in. I'm going to say what her name is. She turns around and looks at us, and Mama looks at me, and I look at Mama, and our eye, my Mama had little eyes, but they were the size of 50 step pieces. <laughs> she was, this woman was so homely. Really? And she had a very long, like a horse face. I mean, she had all long face. Yeah, it's very terrible thing. She, she likes those all long faces. But she was petite, but she was, looked like a horse. Right. She was homely. And Mama's looking at me, and I'm looking at Mama, because he was going on saying how beautiful this woman was. Never seen a woman as beautiful before in his life. And it was funny. You, you really had to have been there because me and my mama sat there looking at each other trying to keep from laughing. I'm, you knew how Grandma Mona was. I mean, she's pretty blunt most of the time, what she thought. But she tells me, yeah, what? 
Yeah, she's pretty. Yeah. Look at her like. <laughs> right. Mama, what you lying for? And he's looking at me. She says, "Isn't she beautiful?" I'm going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." To yeah. each of their own. Yeah. I know. Well, yeah. But my brother doesn't care what to him. I don't know. But it's weird though because, like, the uh, the oblong shaped face in statistics is the most is the most so in, like like if they ask people like they'll show people in their face shapes. Uh huh. Most people consider that to be the most unattractive face shape there is. Really? Yeah, it's very long and like comes outwards, like a horse. Really, like a horse. It's like a Jay Leno face, kind of. No. It's like a moon face. No. Well, no you know Liv Tyler. Face, it has long Liv face. Tyler has it, but she's she's pretty. Right. Sarah Jessica Parker. They will use her. Okay. She's like typical one. Uh huh. Like Liv Tyler does have that long face, and it. It's, yeah, she it's wears her long. hair. She wears her hair so that it hides that. That shaped face because she her face is very long and it sticks out, and she has pretty features though. So, and she wears her hair to hide it. So Jessica Parker wears her hair back all the time, uh-huh. and it just shows that face. And it's just hideous. <laughs> Most people who have oblong faces have large fake features, large nose, large mouth. Like Liv Tyler's big old mouth. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I always just made an association with uh, her dad, Stephen Tyler. He has an oblong shaped face too. Yeah. And a big mouth. People who have all long shape, they have big mouths and big noses. I think we're going to call this one Family Ties the Reunion. Oh, okay. Uh, this is. Okay this has been really. You, what you get? You got hit in the balls. Yeah! Very it's hard. Broadcasted on news. Hey, everybody out there in with the ring. land. Mind you, with the ring, I went. Oh. I backhanded his testicle. Okay, so now I, I can't cut that out because then... <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor mom and her ears. They're probably burning. It's But it's all right. Thank you for joining Rebecca's us. Rebecca's 25 years old. Right. Okay. And I'm 19. How are you? She, uh-huh. hears, it. she hears it all. Yeah, oh. so I'm trying to tell you. I've had to do sure Rebecca for 25 years. All right, kids. That's enough for this week. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. I'm Aaron Nolich. And I'm Mama saying good night. That works for me. Good night, guys. <laughs> good luck getting in that one out, Dave. No doubt. <laughs> and we're now to our final episode for really? this show. For this show. We did three already? Yeah. Movie Madhouse. Seeing oh, Red. Yeah. Number 11. A lot of contact sports. Yes. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> this is number 11 of Reaper Rick's Tree Frog Expose Cafe, Spirits Revisited. This is from April 17th of 2013. It's like ghosts. Yeah. This week, the creatures of the dark summon Whoopee. for Reaper Rick and guides him to return to a previous topic covered. He abides their request and continues to examine the remains of their afterlife experiences and spirits. That sounds scary. It is, especially when I do this. No, don't talk like that. What don't. Do you mean? No. But Michael. Stop. <laughs> hey, put the bat down. No. <laughs> Just a voice. Yeah, the voice going to get a Louisville or in the lips. Conk. Yeah. No. But is it a left-handed Louisville? Doesn't matter. Yes. Well, here we go. Reaper Rick, number 11. Welcome back, everyone. I am Reaper Rick. And you, fortunately, are not. 
because he would not want to be me tonight. Because the spirits got a hold of me tonight. Spirits are everywhere. And they demand to be heard. So tonight, we talk about spirits. I'm not talking about alcohol, by the way. I'm talking about the the dead don't manage to cross over but remain here. When I was younger, I thought that when you die, you return to the stars. I didn't have, well, I didn't believe in heaven as in the uh, Christian idea of heaven. But I did believe that since we are made of stardust, star stuff, that when we died, our essence, our spirit, whatever you want to call it, just returned to the stars. And I, I, I figured that once, once you die, you are suddenly gifted with the knowledge of everything, basically. You know, how the earth was formed, uh, what happened to other people, other times, other places. I just figured that you would become knowledgeable about everything. And therefore, spirit wouldn't really care or be concerned with what was going on with people on Earth because it obviously didn't matter to them anymore. They were above that now. They were beyond trivial problems and thoughts that uh, people on Earth are so wrapped up in making money and problems and love and war and hate. All that would be gone because you have no use for it as a spirit. Well, that's what I thought. But, you know, apparently, and this does happen on occasion, I was wrong. Because, at least according to many, many, many uh, shows on television now, that go looking for spirits. Apparently, if you are an asshole or a dick or a killer or a misfit in your life, apparently you still are after you're dead. Your spirit is still a dick or an asshole or a mean-minded, hateful fucker. 
that's kind of sad, you know, because you would think, again, that once you were a spirit, that petty fucking crap that people go through on Earth would not affect you, would not bother you, would not have anything to do with you. And yet, there are spirits that still want to cause trouble, even after they're dead, supposedly. You know, they cause trouble when they were alive, and they cause trouble when they're dead. Hang on a second. Got a light dish. Okay. So... <coughs> Thank you. <coughs> Excuse me. If you did horrible things when you were alive, I'll be damned if the spirit, after you're dead, still wants to do horrible things. Now, I'm still not sure whether if you pass on into the light or whatever, if your spirit leaves Earth and passes on, passes over, I guess is a better way to put it. If your spirit passes over, and over what, I have no idea. But if they pass over into the light, they can come back and maybe these spirits <clears throat> excuse me, are not as big an asshole as some of the ones who tend to stay and just be dickheads for all eternity. Something else we don't know for sure is whether you have a choice when you die to either stay or go come back or not. It might be that <sighs> asshole spirits just don't want to leave. They enjoy being assholes so much that they want to just continue doing it and annoy people again for eternity, perhaps. Since, at least in Europe, England, places like that, they have spirits that have been around for hundreds and hundreds of years, and many of them are still being dicks and assholes. I know perhaps they can actually do that forever if they want to. But since we rarely get to, uh, well, not we personally, but you know, on the shows and shit, they uh, rarely get to talk to a sensible spirit, although there have been a few, but they don't uh, 
they don't ask the right questions, they don't find out why the spirit is still here, or what else is out there. What else is out there for spirits, that is. I, mean, I figured that if you're a spirit, you're basically just energy. And you could pretty much go wherever you wanted to go, either on Earth or in space, you know, if you're out there as energy. You could do anything you wanted to, basically. But if that's the case, why are there so many spirits apparently trapped here who cannot leave the area where they died or were killed or killed themselves? Why are they still here? Why don't they go somewhere else? Well, we don't know that, do we? <clears throat> but, um, there are many places where there are many spirits. Many, many, many more than we would have thought before. Such shows as, you know, ghost hunters and paranormal state and ghost adventurers and my, my ghost story, which has had some pretty interesting stuff on it too. Anyway, there are dozens of shows on tube now that, uh, explore haunted places and they aren't just haunted houses you know I mean they live they don't live I'm sorry they reside apparently underground uh, in cemeteries um, all over the place you know, wherever people have died you can pretty much find spirits in some places where many people have died, you have many spirits. But we don't know why these spirits are still here. And what about the energy? Uh, energy cannot be destroyed, it can only be changed from one form of energy to another. So, do spirits use up a lot of their energy to manifest, to speak, to travel from place to place? Do they ever run out of energy? Well, I, I imagine that so many of our ghost hunters, they report batteries being drained, they report feeling weak, lethargic, sick, dizzy. They're 
around spirits is that the spirit <clears throat> recharging themselves it is reported that in order for a spirit to manifest into a shape of some sort an apparition even a mist or a smoke they need extra energy well that's that's entirely possible I uh, my son my son was recently at a convention in Santa Maria I believe or somewhere in that area and the, it was a paranormal convention and they held this paranormal convention in a haunted hotel which you know is perfect for something like that and my uh, my son <clears throat> excuse me and I, I don't know why this would have affected him the way it seems to have since he's been living with weird shit happening to his family for years but he he's had a few experiences there at the haunted hotel and he had a you know he had a table up because he was selling um, some of his uh, merchandise that he he produces and apparently uh, the first incident happened when he had to get up and go to the restroom there in the hotel and um, don't know why, but for some reason this was a, a, a really small restroom, and uh, uh, he just he went in there and he locked the door because there was only room for one person to be in there at a time. And so he was alone in this restroom, and he was uh, at the urinal doing his business, and he suddenly, excuse me, suddenly felt chills all up and down his body and he realized that there was someone or something else in the room he knew this but he didn't want to face it basically so he, he finished his business there and went to the sink to wash up and there was a large mirror over the sink but he was afraid to look in the mirror in case there was someone behind him so he quickly washed his hands with his head down looking at the sink the whole time <clears throat> dried his hands and went to the door which he had locked when he came in and he couldn't get the damn door open and that started to freak him out a little bit so he panicked uh, a touch you know <laughs> uh, he did manage to get out of the bathroom without uh, serious incident, but uh, I just I just thought that was pretty funny. Him trying to get out of the bathroom and the door wouldn't open, <laughs> and he thought there was a fucking ghost in the room with him. And later that day, he was sitting at his table. And for any of you who have been to conventions, you probably know that, you know, they set up 
large tables all around uh, the walls and you know depending on how many uh, sellers they have they would put tables up in the middle of the room too anyway he was on one of the walls but behind him directly behind him was a long hallway I don't know where it went but he was sitting at his table later in the afternoon and someone came up behind him and tapped him on the back and said excuse me and he just thought it was some girl that needed to get by or something so he moved his chair and said oh I'm sorry and looked around and by God there was no one there <laughs> so that kind of freaked him out and I don't really know why he, he still gets a little unnerved in these situations because as I said for years he lived in a house where he'd walk into the kitchen and all the cupboard doors would be open or you walk into the kitchen and uh, there's dishes and glasses stacked up in weird configurations on the counter and shit so oh, he's even seen an apparition in his uh his home so anyway I guess he just never got used to that shit some people I guess don't but <clears throat> it was pretty amusing when he when I when I heard about that um, and apparently the Ghost Adventure crew had been to that hotel about three weeks previous to the convention and had apparently really stirred up the ghosts that were residing in the hotel and so even three weeks later when uh, they were holding the convention uh, they were still the ghosts were still pretty rowdy and uh, I guess on the last day of the convention after well after the convention was over uh, a lot of the people who were uh, uh, they're selling stuff or talking uh, anyway they went on a big ghost hunt through the through the hotel but I don't have any uh, knowledge of what they might have found at that time but anyway so you know the spirits are out there and <clears throat> other people at this convention were themselves ghost hunters anyway oh um, sorry lost my train of thought um, so a lot of the other people there were serious ghost hunters, um, authors, written books on, you know, ghost hunting, and a number of other people who were just into the macabre. So my son went around and interviewed a number of these people for his own podcast, and yes, all right. My son is Creep Creeperson, uh, the musician and film director and actor and author and a bunch of other shit. Um, and if you want to hear the entire story about uh, uh, Creep's adventure in the haunted hotel, um, 
you can go to uh, the Crypt of Creeperson cast page on Facebook, I think it is. And uh, you can get, uh, you can find out where his podcast is because I listen to it all the time, but I don't know what it is because I just have one of my favorites bar and I just click on it and I'm there. But anyway, he, he does some really good uh, podcasts about uh, uh, all kinds of shit. Go, go check it out. But, uh, you know, different ghost hunting groups, I guess, have different ways of approaching a haunted place. And while I like the Ghost Adventures show, I've never liked the way they approach many of their uh, haunted locations. Um, I, I don't think that provoking a spirit is the best way to get intelligent information from them. Basically, you know, they are, after all, people who were alive, a little bit not dead, and if you went up to just a person on the street and started cussing them out and telling them what a, a coward they were, um, generally making them angry, um, the reaction you would get from a live person if you did that is pretty much the same reaction you're going to get from a dead person. They don't like it. They will smack you about. They will scratch you. They will slap you in the face. They will scream at you just like a normal living person would do if you're being a dick. You know, there are enough spirits who are dicks anyway you don't need to aggravate them in order to find out something about them so anyway um, I think the, the guys on Paranormal State Ryan and his crew approach their locations in a good way and they're usually uh, very sympathetic to the spirits even and they try to help them if they can cross over but if the spirit is an asshole then they um, try to get rid of that too, but not always in a gentle way. I think I mentioned the dead files before, and uh, that's an interesting show mainly because they use a medium rather than just a ghost hunter, and as a medium, uh, Amy can 
see and communicate to a certain extent with the spirits and again um, just tonight I watched a new episode of uh, The Dead Files and once again she offered the residents of a house which was having uh, quite a bit of activity she offered them solutions from a wicked witch to uh, dispel the spirits and I think that that is very cool that uh, some people at least are stepping away from uh, the Christian belief system in using ways to remove spirits and since that seems to work just as well if not better than bringing a priest in to bless the house and get rid of the evil spirits um, it would appear that spirits will respond to any type of belief system not just a Christian belief system because I'm sure that other countries not all of which are Christian based other countries must have spirits that annoy people and they don't use uh, Christian belief systems to get rid of them because they aren't Christian there so it would appear that spirits respond to any type of belief system which is a good sign I think my own uh, experience with the paranormal supernatural is somewhat limited but the experiences I've had or the incidents that I've experienced there you go prove to me that uh, there is something beyond what we know and in many Many of the uh, shows on TV are just too compelling, really, to deny that there is something beyond what we are experiencing now. And I really can't see why people would deny this because. Most religions believe or profess that when you die, you do go somewhere 
the spirit goes out of the body and away to some other place. So they must believe in spirits to begin with, or else how could they believe in an afterlife? And why would they not believe if they believe in spirits? Why would they not believe that spirits can either come back or some never leave the earth and are perhaps even stuck here? Perhaps as punishment, who knows? Because they certainly find or seem to find more spirits who would be considered evil than they do find spirits which would be considered good to have around. <laughs> Another thing that uh, I uh, wonder about is that uh, um, more and more of these shows, these shows that have videos of um, spirits or supposed spirits, more and more we see spirits of animals in the videos. I've seen dogs and cats numerous times now, spirits of dogs and cats, rather, that EVPs of dogs barking, of cats meowing. Sometimes you can hear the click, 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 click you know, dog's nails on a tile or linoleum floor, aluminium linoleum floor <clears throat> and Christian belief at least seems to think that animals do not have spirits and yet we see little ghost kitties and ghost dogs hear them on EVPs so it would appear that animals too have spirits and why would they not for Christ's sake they have energy life energy just like people do why would they not be able to have that energy leave their body when they die and go somewhere else. I myself have buried three dogs in the last 10 years, one of whom was 15 years old, and I've lived with dogs and cats during my lifetime who have died. 
that I would be terribly saddened if I really thought these animals did not have spirits. I rather suspect that Christian dogma professed that animals did not have spirits because people eat animals and if people ate creatures which had spirits just like their own I think that would have changed many people's opinions about what they wanted to eat but evidence seems to support the fact that animals indeed have spirits but again that's something we probably will not know for sure until we die but I personally am looking forward to seeing my uh, animals again when I reach the other side I have uh, personally found that animals are much better company than most people I know and I'm sure that animal lovers would be overjoyed to find their animal spirits on the other side I am looking forward to it because I miss the, the mediums are another kettle of fish entirely people who profess to be able to speak to the dead relatives you know um, I still somewhat leery of that because it just seems curious to say the least that they can pull up the spirit of somebody in any given audience or just walk into a room and immediately be able to pull up the spirits of somebody or several people in a room I'm not saying it's not possible but you know I'm just a little skeptical about that happening on such a regular basis now I've, I've seen mediums on, on television go to places and sea spirits and even be able to communicate with them you know, Dead Files does that um, 
There was a series on bio, I think it was, where a medium would go to a place where celebrities had had experiences. Had had, that's not a good line, where celebrities lived when they were younger and had encounters with spirits. So the medium would go back to that place with the celebrity and try to uh, work out or discover what had happened and with what spirit or spirits they inter interacted with. Excuse me. Uh, that was interesting. But uh, those mediums, I mean, there were already spirits there, you know, and they were probably trapped there. But to just walk into a room full of people and be able to pull, pull up spirits, I don't know how else to explain it, to pull spirit over or through or whatever and have them say things to her that were pertinent to uh, a person's life. I would like to experience that to see if it was real, but at this point I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure about that one. But uh, what about Ouija boards? What are they? How do they work? Do they work? I experimented with, uh, you know, beach boards when I was younger, and I assumed that I got some sort of response back. Um, I own two of them myself, but I've never. I don't think I've ever used those, those two, I don't even remember how I obtained them, but uh, they're both old, so I've had them for, you know, many years. They're interesting. Um, I wasn't afraid to use it when I was younger, but, uh, there's been so much bad press about using them anymore that they're a gateway for spirits to enter your life. And in many cases on these shows, um, it's been determined that somebody in the house has used a Ouija board. Uh, and apparently opened a portal, opened a doorway for spirits to enter. But they didn't leave, you know, people stopped playing with the board. That's the, that's the problem <clears throat> with calling spirits up. Um, you know, you get a lot of dropped calls. No, I'm just kidding. When you use a board, 
drift in to answer questions. Um, most people don't bother asking them to leave when they're through talking to them, so the spirits are here now, and they got nowhere else to go, so they might as well just stick around and annoy you for a while. So, I, uh, I'm not even sure what a Ouija board is. I mean, you have Ouija. O-U-I is yes in French. J-A is yes in German. So you have a yes-yes board, essentially. Now, that may not be where the name originated. I could be way off on that. I'm not sure, but um, that's always possible, and I just always wondered why it was called the yes-yes board. I mean, you have yes and no on the board. But anyway, have to look that one up too, gang. <clears throat> so, unless you know what you're doing, you're not supposed to play with those. And I uh, don't suggest anyone do it. Unless, unless you are an experienced spiritualist. So, something else that... Uh, People sometimes get in trouble for doing when they're younger is, um, you know, somehow or other being involved in spirits, calling up spirits, asking them questions. That's something else you uh, should apparently avoid doing. So, if anybody out there has experienced paranormal or supernatural incidents, I'd like to hear about it. And if you go to the Jason podcast site, and click on one of the comment sections. You can leave me a note, a comment, and I can get in touch with you through email or Facebook or whatever. And we can discuss your situation and I might even broadcast it put it in my podcast won't have to use your name but I would like some experiences from the outside so again there's a comment section on Reaper Rick's podcast site just click on comments write out your comment there and you know we'll get in touch and uh, talk to you see what the hell's going on out there okay and if anyone has, you know, questions or would like to leave a comment regarding anything 
that I say or may say or might say, anything you want to hear me say or talk about, uh, leave, a, leave a comment, leave a note, let me know what's going on. Appreciate all of our listeners and uh, would like to hear from one or two of you. All right. Thank you. I would appreciate that. So, I'm sure I didn't get to uh, say everything I wanted to say about spirits in this episode, so I'd have to return to the spirit world again and uh, discuss more of that. In the meantime, I uh, wish all of you a pleasant experience if you have any and I will once again hopefully talk to you next time for now I will just say goodnight and watch your backs folks take care What does a left-handed baseball bat have to do with anything? I went to my cousin's house, bought a brand new bat. It's a Louisville. It's got it on the table. I pick it up, and the first thing I say is, I thought you were right-handed. Why do you have a left-handed bat? (laughs) As soon as I said it, it's like, oh, you moron. (laughs) But it had a big L. That means left, right? Sure, absolutely. I mean Louisville. No. Why would it do that? Why? Why would it do that? Well, at least you hit me with a right-handed bat. That's better. There you go. Alrighty, for another week of Flashback Fridays. Hope you enjoyed the show. If not, complain to Dave. Exactly. Uh, This has been Mike. And Rob. Bye. See ya.